Good morning. We begin today's class with a special word from Adam. It's not a special word, it's a special question. Laugh, laugh at the Hasidish guys. No, no, but I was saying that the, uh, similar to what we were discussing about um, the parallel between Abraham and Bilam. And Bilam, yeah, very clear. So there's a difference in the language, apparently. By Avram it says Vayashkim. Okay. By Bilam it says Vayakum. It does say that? Yes. So it's actually. Uh, the comparison. He's coming here prepared, then. Eh? Oh, yeah. That, see, that's so the real kind of question quick, that I appreciate. Real Touch quick, real quick, real quick that we don't uh, take up people's time, but the. Uh, the work on it was saying exactly what we were discussing is that the Vayashkem was Abraham he had complete emunah and bitachon he was not fearful of his task he was going to he slept comfortably at night and awoke He's in right. the morning My uncle Bilam whereas Bilam he was so anxious he couldn't he couldn't even sleep at night he, vayakum, he got up wow it shows the difference yeah. and then also also similar to the uh, wow you see that you see what he's saying he's yes. saying Vayashkem means he woke up but Vayako means he got up. Meaning Bilam. Wow. If, you want, if you want to take that board in my that's direction. All, that's all from the Chassidish Shurebi. It's not from me. <laughs> if, you want to, if you want to take the board in my direction. <coughs> when a person, when there's no underlying dissonance or anxiety about a person's role in the world, they sleep better. But, you know, like often people that are committing atrocities, they develop like uh, ticks or yeah. like. Like you know, you know Hitler. He had a very, very trembling hand. You ever know about this? I heard something. Yes. There are all kinds uh, of twitches and ticks too, no? You develop things like that because there's so much dissonance. There's such a gap between what your mind knows is is true and right, and what your body is doing, that there's a ton of anxiety that needs to get shoved under all of that whatever is going on, yeah, and that anxiety comes out in other ways. Like it comes all out your in bodily things. So, all this so Bilam. Couldn't fall asleep that night because for that it's for that same reason. So then, I, was I mean, also, he was counting the money from the Shalosh uh, <laughs> Oh, so there were there were other examples of comparisons to Abraham. The Shalosh Regalim could be the three Avot. Um, <coughs> so we know what his Shalosh Regalim was referring to. He was saying that Bilam was going down. I mean, this is one of them. There's many, but he was saying Bilam was going down a narrow path. Okay. Right. Yeah. And he was he was complaining. He, he couldn't he couldn't get his donkey to. Uh, Navigate in the proper yeah, yeah. direction. He was saying by Shalosh Rogalim said all of the Jews were all a regal and Yushalayim was packed, yet nobody really complained that there was room for everybody. Huh. So it was also bringing a nice little. Well, that, was more, that was more of a little sweet. More, more, more of a little more, sweet Hasidish yeah. words. <laughs> okay. okay. We'll all right. Let it slide. We'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, Bring it back This is Shirukh date stuff. Shirukh date stuff. Haftarat Pinechas. Okay. Haftarat Pinechas is going to be from the book of Milachim. The first Alice. book of Melachim, and it's a story of one of the famous stories of Eliyahu. There are two predominant, like very famous stories of Eliyahu. One is the story of him with the yes. Nevi'e Baal, the false prophets of Baal, against the king Ahav and his wife Izevel, who were she promoting these kinds of things. And, and this story follows that story, meaning this story is right after he kills all of those Nevi'im, all of those false prophets of Baal. Now he exuberantly, is ex- excitedly has won over Bnei Israel's emunah in, in God. And he runs in front of Ahav's chariot back to Israel proper. 
you know, in excitement that the king has also, at that point, Aqab was also convinced. So we have, now we can show respect to the king for he has joined us in the service of the one God. Um, and, and as he does that, he when, when he goes back, <clears throat> he gets the word that Izevel is not convinced. Izevel is the wife of Aqab. She's not convinced, okay? And that's what we're going to discuss. Now, what is the relationship between Eliyahu and Pinchas? So in terms of character, they both seem very zealous. The zealot, yeah. right? It's the zealotry. And that's going to be explicit in the text. I want to see if anybody knows, if anybody finds it whenever I read it. I'm going to kind of stress it a little bit more. But there's, there's one pasuk in which, fr- from which all of the comparisons between Pinchas and Eliyahu come. Okay. And the hand of God was on Eliyahu And he girded up his loins And he ran before Ahab to the entrance of, of, of Israel This is some place in northern Israel Pasuk Aleph Ahab tells his wife Izevel Everything that Eliyahu did Which is referring to Killing, all of, killing of, the, of the Baal And the proving to Bnei Israel That God is the true God and the fact that he killed all of the Nevi'im, the false prophets, by the sword. So Izevel sent a messenger to Eliyahu saying, So will the gods do, and so will they for sure uh, do. I mean, it's a type of swear. I swear to you in the name of the gods. For at this time tomorrow, I will make I'll make you I'll put your life like the life of one of those people. Which people? The the dead Navim Abal. Meaning, I swear tomorrow that I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you also. Yeah. Wow. Tomorrow, I swear that at this time tomorrow, I'll make your life like the life of one of them. Meaning, I'm kill, going to, I'm going you to kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Pasuk three. So he sees and he gets up and he runs for his life. Then he goes down to Yehuda, which is not his general territory. He's generally in the northern kingdom. But he goes to Yehuda. And he left his servant there. Pasuk 4. And he went a day's traveling distance in the desert. And then he went and he came and he sat under a specific type of tree called a rotem tree. It's a popular name, by the way, in Israel, Rotem. Rotem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, and he, he said he wanted to die. He, he basically begged God to take his enough. life. Enough is enough. And he said, enough. Wow. Uh, God, please take my soul now, for I am no better than my forefathers. I don't know what forefathers he's referring I to. He's so depressed. I don't get it. So it's, it's it's despair when you realize you it's do despair. everything you can, and then and then it's still they wanna they wanna come after you and kill you, you know. It's, she wants. So the question the question is is it despair over the state of Bnei Israel and their leadership, or, or is he or is it for anxiety for himself? Well, I think it's more for because himself. he also to go back to the words of, uh, he also was we're going to see he doesn't have food, it's so he's starving. Maybe he also he was feared and Vayakum. Now we're going to build a whole theory that anytime yeah. it says Vayakum. <laughs> <laughs> There's a major anxiety at play. Okay, so uh, Eliyahu is also anxious. Okay. What's, what's wrong with a little therapy throughout the show as well? <laughs> okay. Um, no, but Vayar, sleep better. Okay. He saw danger. Maybe he was just 
he's so we'll see, we'll see. I think it's more, I think it's more personal, personal also. Yes, I, think I think I think he is running away. He's and, frustrated and, that and he, he has. Put it in another, he, he put them someplace. So maybe he just. You know, there's there. a point at which the fear itself is so is so um, unnerving that the person would rather. What happens when people have cold feet before a big decision? Why do people develop cold feet before a big decision? Because the fear that they're experiencing feels so bad that they would rather ruin whatever they have coming than to continue experiencing the fear. They say right? you have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yeah, exactly. Nothing to fear but fear itself. So the fear is getting to Eliyahu here. Wow. Seems like. Okay. Well, I guess that go, there goes that theory. Yeah. And he, and he lies down and he falls asleep, falls asleep peacefully under that, that tree. And there was an angel that touched him. He said, get up and eat. Because he didn't have any food. And then he looks and he sees on top of his head there is a cake of, I don't know what, what type of cake that is. What does it say? Cold baked cake. Okay, cold baked cake. It's a pachat maim and a water, water pitcher. So this, it's so explicit about Cruise of water. Everything he did, he yeah. ate and he, you know. I mean, an angel came and he ate and he drank and he reclined and he slept again. All adjectives. And then an angel of God came to him again and touched him. And he said, get up and eat. For you are about to go on a long journey. Okay. So he gets up and he eats and he drinks. And he goes with the strength of that meal. He goes a distance of 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God to Horev. Okay, what is interesting about this pasuk? There's a lot going on in the pasuk. He gets up, he eats and he drinks, and he goes with the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God <laughs> called Chorev. So first of all, where have we seen this mountain before? Right now. Yes, this is exactly... This is, is Harsinai. Yes, exactly. Harsinai is Har Chorev. He's, he's going up to Harsinai. 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days. Who, else, is, who else went Bekoach Ha'achila from the yeah. meal he went prior to the 40 days and 40 nights? He didn't eat who else survived 40 days and 40 nights without eating? Moshe so what does that tell you? If he's going to the same mountain of Moshe Rabbeinu and he's going and doing the same thing as Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning not eating for 40 he's days a, and 40 he's nights, important he's about to receive an extraordinarily important message. That's like a, like a life-deciding message for Eliyahu. Now the problem is the message is a bit cryptic, but we know it's very important. So the, I know what the Perushim say on the message, but it, it is a little bit cryptic, so it's open to interpretation. Any connection to... Uh... Abraham and the three Malachim sitting under the tree and drinking and eating and all that too? The only connection I'm thinking of is the is Esav eating yeah. of the of the thing, of the lentil stew that Yaakov prepared. Because there it also says um, it, the, it also uses verbs in a similar way. Mm, verbs, sorry. The verb usage is very similar to that story in the Torah. I don't know why. I see more, to, uh, more to Moshe. Moshe more, more. No, for sure, the forty days and forty nine. That's a clear. Yeah. That's like a. Is there, is there mention of Moshe Rabbeinu having a meal before he goes up? No, no, no there's no, no message. No, no. It does say that he didn't eat, but it doesn't say that he he, say that he relied on the feast before. It wasn't even a feast. I mean, it's a piece of cake and some water. But, but, uh, no, it doesn't. It's, it just says that he doesn't eat. That's a that's a distinction. Okay. 
Now, Pasuk Yud, no, Pasuk 9. Uh, he goes into the cave and he wow. sleeps there. So he goes into the cave and he sleeps there. And the word of God came to him and he said, What are you doing here, Eliyahu? Or what do you have going on? I don't know what Malachafo means. Why are you here, Eliyahu? Right, that's the simple translation. What are you, why are you here? Pasuk Yud. So, so, does Eliyahu go? He's the one who's deciding to go to Har Chorev? No, no, it's uh, the, the angel who's telling him. He says, Ki rab mi the, the angel told me you're going to go on a long journey. Right. But then, did the angel decide for him where, where to uh, go? He doesn't say. He does not say. So, maybe he chose to go to Chorev. Very, because then, why is God point. asking him, Why are you here? Very, very good point. This is a very, very interesting point. But I, I'm, I'm not an expert on this story, as you can tell. Well, so I'm, I'm open to that interpretation. Meaning, until and he, he went, does. yeah, and he went to Chorev. Now, if, if that's Eliyahu's decision to go to Chorev, that means Eliyahu is going there for a reason. It's a rhetorical question almost to him. Like, what, what, are, you, what are you doing here? Like, yeah, but he's going to answer honestly. <laughs> it seems like actually, it seems like Eliyahu is so frustrated with Bnei Israel. That he's going to seek out divine wisdom, and this is where he decides to go. He decides to go back to there's no direction to Harasina. There's direction for him to, direction yeah, for him to get up and eat because his journey is going to be long. Because he got up and he Quran ate and he drank and then he, and he just went. Yeah. yeah, I guess he ate enough that he was able to go forty days. Yeah, and he chose. Until he right. Reached. right, right. That's what we're saying. So conclusion: it seems like he's going on his own. Daniel. We're, we're concluding that we think he went on his own with the intent of having a communi- communication with, with God. Hashem. Yeah. Can you okay. imagine his reaction? God says, what are you doing? Oh, wait, yeah. no. <laughs> so, so now look, this I is I didn't a, invite you. This is, this is <laughs> a, it's like you go and you knock on the door. We may I not finish after all today, but this is the most important pasuk. I want, I want yeah, to read okay. pasuk. I've been super zealous for God, God of uh, legions, ki azavu Israel. For Bnei Israel have left your covenant, and mizbechotecha haratzu. They've they've ruined your uh, altars. Vet neviecha haragu beharem, and they killed your uh, prophets. Vayivatera nilevadi, and I'm the only one left. Vayvakshu et nafshila kachda, and now they are seeking out my life to take it. Pasuk eleven. Vayomer tseve amata bahar lifne adonai. So God says to them, go out and stand by the mountain before God. And God will pass. This pasuk is very compressed. But before we even translate it, it kind of reminds me of when Moshe was... Yes. Uh, went in very, very, uh, yes, yes. when yes, God we, passed in front of him then God tells him the 13 attributes it's very similar to and Eliyahu goes and he waits on the mountain I'm going to show you my back, right. see my back. It, it has a similar feeling to that yes. but then but he goes and he waits on the mountain and then God passes up, then God passes up, uh, let's see yeah God passes upon him and there was a great earthquake great earthquake uh, Wind first, right? There was a great wind that was that was super strong. Oh, what are you looking at? Translation. It's okay, right? Okay. It's translating the in Italian. Oh, oh, oh. We're having a little private. Okay, so there was a great, so there was a great wind that breaks the rocks, but But God was not in the wind. Yeah. And then there was noise. There was a thunderous sound. Let's say. 
But God was not in the noise. And then after the noise, there was fire. Yes, Lova no, Esh Adonai. No, no, it's an earthquake. Okay. In the transition here. Okay, I don't know why. Yes. And after like the fire, there was a quiet sound. This is super, super, super uh, deep. Okay. And it was when Eliyahu heard this. Heard what? I probably heard all the noises and then heard the, sil, the small voice. When he heard, He covered his face with his uh, <coughs> mantle. And he goes and he stands outside the cave that he was in when he heard all of this. And he heard a voice, and the voice said, Why are you here, Eliyahu? Wow. Seems like Eliyahu did not learn, is missing something. He didn't learn something. He said, I've become very zealous. I'm very zealous for God, God of legions. And he says the same exact thing. And I'm the only one left. And they want, my, they want to kill me. And then basically, basically, the end of Laftarah talks about then the Borei Olam telling him, go and you are no longer going to be Navi. Go and appoint a new king over Aram. Go appoint a new king over the northern kingdom. Go and appoint a new Navi instead of yourself. That will wow. be, that will be uh, what's his name, Elisha. Wow. And, and basically, Eliyahu is no longer, this is the end of Eliyahu's thing, this is, he's no longer going to be the chief Navi of the Northern Kingdom. So what does the story tell you? What's, quickly, what's going on in the story and the Saftara? It sounds like he's also developing some kind of mental health issues towards him, no? Yes, yes. He keeps yes. saying bouncing uh, around right. and saying stuff. That's why I should Maybe they, they, they that's take why him I yeah. uh, No, I, I wouldn't say that because um, I, I don't think Eliyahu is being deposed because of mental health issues, to be honest. Uh, that would be a super modern interpretation, which I, I don't think is the point of the text. I think the point, the point is to point out how he responds to God. God is telling him something very, very, very important here. God comes to him, but he does not come to him in a fire. He does not come to him in an earthquake. And he does not come to him in a very, very, uh, what was the last one? Uh, fire. A, rather a wind. wind. He doesn't come to him in all these strong things. But he comes to him in a very, very small, quiet voice. And then Eliyahu hears this, and he asks God the same exact question that he asked him the first time. And God asked him the same question. And God asked him the same question, and he answers the same exact way, I mean. Which means Eliyahu comes, he's still that same zealous guy. And he says, I've been ultra-zealous for Bnei Israel, and, and I'm the only Navi left, and nobody's listening to me. By the way, that's his comparison to Pinechas, because that was Pinechas. But, so Eliyahu responds the same exact way to the lesson, which seems to indicate from the fact that Eliyahu is then being deposed, that the fact that he answered the same way the second time, or that he, it, it no means that he didn't test. learn his lesson from that experience he just had at, the, at Har Sinai. And what was he supposed to learn? One of the more common perushim today on this subject is that he was supposed to learn that it is not through the extreme acts of of intense, you know, proving God on the mountain and, and excitement and this and that, that people learn to follow in the way of God. People follow in the way of God from the quiet dignity that a person, you know, and when they see, they go to somebody's house for Shabbat and they see, and they see the person, the way they're running their household and the beauty of the family that's following in the way of God. And, and no exaggeration. All, and very, yeah, the, that's what inspires people. It's I mean, the, it's the small, you know, people, people, you could have, if you take, you know, a classic example, you take a rock, and this is a story with Rabbi Akiva, and you pour a waterfall on the rock for 30 seconds, 
Nothing's going to happen to the rock. Ten years. But if you take a small drop and let it drop on the rock every day for ten years, <laughs> then it influences. Eliyahu was a kind of, he's a waterfall kind of guy. So he wants to change everything, everything in one shot. And that was his problem. In a quiet right. And then, and then God comes to him and shows him that God is not found in all of these loud, uh, impressive feats, but in the small daily actions of goodness that people can slowly, slowly, slowly learn to, to appreciate. And to not, and, but then Eliyahu responds, oh, but the people are not good. See, so I it, compare, it shows that he was not ready for it. The, 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 it's actually the opposite reaction that we have of Yaakov Avinu. It's the same words. But how, how was Yaakov's reaction at the end? He was worried the night before he was going to go, go with Esau. But he, he still, you know, he gathered him, himself, his composure. And he still went the next day with, with God behind him, not knowing what's going to happen. Okay. You know, where, where you have here, the exact opposite. He was by himself. And then, and then God just told him, you're no longer. All right. Gentlemen. Amen. 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 Amen.